Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart and Garrett Isor here to talk about one of the crown jewels in the odd couple episode. It's a library. biggie. It's a biggie. I was going to say that, but you stole it. That's fine. <laughs> um, which is season three, episode 11, Password, which many people consider to be maybe the best episode of all time. I, I'm close. I'm not quite there just because there's a couple other episodes was one I like more and others I like as well, but it is a biggie and it is available on Paramount Plus. Uh, before we turn over to Garrett to talk about the writer, I do want to give uh, a little uh, background on my recent obsession with Password. So before the last year, the only really association I had with Password was from this from this episode. I didn't watch the show originally. I maybe watched the Burt Convy version as a kid when I was home from school sick in the 80s. But during COVID, I needed to watch TV that was completely separated from pandemic and news. And I started somehow stumbled onto old password episodes on Buzzer TV and on YouTube. And these are episodes from the 60s with Alan Ludden hosting. He was pretty much the only host of the show except for Bert Convy as full-time host and became obsessed with the show. The quality of celebrity guests he had ranged from Joan Crawford and Peter Lawford and Jerry Lewis and Ava Gabor and a really incredible group of celebrity guests. And I just watched hundreds of hours of that show over the last year, read a biography of Alan Ludden. I became so invested in him and I started watching other uh, game shows this buzzer channel it's a it's a it's what they call a DigiNet. it's a it's a it's a linear channel in the digital um in the digital space that you can get on many cable networks and this channel is all the goodson todman library and i was just watching you know episode after i binged password essentially and you know there's there's a ton of episodes uh, i saw tony randall on some uh super passwords which is the third version Alan Ludden did in the 80s, right? The episode he was doing when he passed away. And it's very much like watching Felix Unger <laughs> be on Password. Um, so my uh, knowledge of the history of the show, of the intricacies of how it worked, how it evolved over time, I would call myself an expert now. It doesn't really have anything to do with watching this episode or any inside knowledge I have of this episode. But I... I I just wanted to share that with the listener. You know, that is an even more elite club of password experts than of odd couple experts. I would yes. Say. Uh, although it is very easy to watch. By elite, these. I mean small. Yes. I, I uh, Perhaps. Yes. There's probably, you know, until recently, I think it was hard to watch old passwords. Right. But between yeah. Buzzer TV and YouTube, it's actually very easy. Uh, you, you just said so that Tony Randall was on an episode in the 80s. Yeah, so in 1979 uh, to 81, uh, they did a reboot called Super Password. Got it. Uh, and he was on – there's a a week of those episodes are available to watch, and I watched that. Yeah. All right. And he's very 
Uh, you know, I think we've talked about recently when people talk about, I think Miriam, Miriam, Eleanor Donahue mentioned how Tony Randall was always like difficult. You know, he was a more difficult one on the set. He was always a stickler. And on the show, he was a bit of a pain in the butt. We talked about <laughs> that with Peter Marshall, too, and right, Hollywood yes. Squares. Right. And we could see that. You could see that on these password episodes. He's just finicky and yeah. persnickety and yeah. like just doesn't, you know, he, he has a comment on a lot of things. And yet they kept having him on these game shows. Well, he was great. I mean, he was a great yeah. player and he's, you know, at that point, a bit of an icon. So, um, but maybe he wasn't on. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't on as much in the f- later years because he was a bit different. But as you know. will reveal, right, that uh, Randall was on the golden age of Password around the time of this episode. Uh, I will nope. reveal that. No, I don't. Is that know. not true? I, thought, I don't. I don't know that. That well. So when this episode oh. aired, Password was in a, a revival on ABC, I believe, and I don't know if those episodes are hard to find. Yes. Oh, okay. I, so, I've not seen. I think there's only one ABC episode. I think it's the final one I've seen on YouTube. I thought there was some story behind this episode that to, that Randall, was, that the idea was basically Randall's idea because he knew them or be, uh, because he knew Alan Ludden and Betty White. I, I think he did because yeah. he was on the show. But I don't have any inside info okay. on that. Maybe right. somebody else does. Well, I think what I'm remembering is that. Uh, I'll get this out of the way now. It's something I might point out later, but Gary Marshall, I think in one of his interviews, if not his autobiography, basically like says, this is an example of how sometimes episodes came together, especially with guest stars and that Randall, especially and sometimes Klugman had someone they wanted on the show, whether it was an athlete or an opera singer. And this was one of those where Tony Randall said, I, you know, it was just uh, maybe like I just met Alan Ludden and Betty White at a party or something. And like, let's have them on the show. That sounds good but, to me. But it's interesting. You say it's an ABC show. So it was a nat- that's a natural, right? Yeah, at the time it was. Yes. Yeah. So right, it does make sense at the time. Uh, okay. You want to talk about the writer? Yeah. So the uh, writer is uh, someone not Tony Randall or Alan Ludden or Betty White. Uh a writer named Frank Buxton. This is his first of many odd couple episodes. Some of the biggies, such as, or maybe just good ones, Laugh, Con, Laugh, Big Broadcast. Um, and someone who, interesting, had a very short writing career. His Mostly his career in Hollywood was as an actor and performer and a voiceover artist in a lot of animated series, including Garfield. Um, so an unusual career for an odd couple writer, but uh, an illustrious one nonetheless. So we open on a fancy looking restaurant uh, with Felix and Miriam and Oscar and a woman who we'll talk about in a second on a double date. Uh, The woman invites Miriam to go to the sandbox with her and uh, they do. And Felix orders more coffee, but Oscar says no more coffee. He wants to get out of there. Felix says, how do you know I don't want more coffee? You notice how I overlooked Sandbox? And Oscar asks, what does he think of Mitzi? So this is the same Mitzi played by the same actress, Rhonda Copeland, who we talked about in the episode Speak for Yourself. But Earlier was, this same season. But that was set in the 1950s. So either Mitzi is immortal <laughs> or a time traveler. Uh-huh. Or the daughter of the Mitzi before. Oh, that's an interesting theory. But uh, it is ridiculous that they have the same actress playing the same character 20 years later. 
without any aging. <laughs> it's, it's 20 years later. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Well, maybe Oscar likes older women. I don't know. But um, and but she's she, not older. She has the fountain. She has the, the magic fountain of youth. Um, and as I, if I remember the 50s episodes, speak for yourself, that was another situation where we've gone over this many times. Like the irony was that Gloria, Felix and Oscar go on a double date with Gloria and Mitzi. And that Gloria was originally Oscar's right. Yes. And then he switched because Felix wants to be with Glory. He switches and takes Mitzi, who he ends up really preferring anyway. And they do. And Mitzi, you're right. It's the same character. Goes, same actress. Calls the same actress. Calls, does the sandbox yeah. thing with the ladies room. Another restaurant scene. And That's... you watch them at another restaurant with Mitzi. Yeah. Right. And now we're in this restaurant. So I... Um, I like I like your theory that she's somehow the daughter and that Oscar's dated both the mother and the uh, daughter. I prefer time traveler. That's my that's my I think that's what's actually happening. Mm. Okay. Uh so Felix says, uh, she didn't say anything all evening. Can she talk? And Oscar says, Who cares? She listens sexy. Listen, this is a second date with her and I. I want to be alone with her, okay? And Felix says See, what second date. First date was twenty years ago. Right. <laughs> Uh, and, he, and, and interesting that Felix now Felix does not remember the old Mitzi. It seems like so. This is he's the first time he's met her. So. Well, just like how Oscar doesn't remember meeting Gloria already. Oh right. Uh, Felix says, "What do you want me to do? Move to another table?" And Oscar says, "No, I just don't want to hang around here. I'll take care of the check. We'll leave. You go your way. I'll go mine." And Felix says, "I get the picture." Oscar says, "When they come back, you say you want to leave." And Felix says, "Leave it to me." And at that mo moment, Alan London and Betty White walk in and Betty White's in the middle of a story or a joke. And what she says is the, I guess, the end of that. She says, so when I said I was crocheting an Afghan, she said, why don't you do something big, knit, something big, knit a St. Bernard. I couldn't believe that came out of her because she always looked so stern. Which is like, I don't, I don't understand why they chose those sentences for her to say when yeah. she walks in the restaurant. And Alan Ludden says to the waiter, you bring us our regulars as usual, okay? Indicating that this is where they go all often. Although, I think at this time, oh, I should know this. I don't think they lived in New York, though. I think they lived in L.A. Well, right. And they, I think they reference that this is a, a special... Right, that normally they do the show in right, Hawaii. but so they have a. I guess they have a regular restaurant. But um, not not only is it their regular restaurant, but I believe it's it's our same old Nino's Italian restaurant. It does. It, it it's dressed up differently, but it does have right. that same feel. So everyone knows who Betty White is. I'm not going to talk about her, but I'm talking about Alan Ludden because maybe people don't know who he is or why there's a connection with Betty White. So he started his career as a radio show host and announcer, and then he really got his first big break hosting college bowl which was a radio show that became a tv show and by the way nbc is bringing back college bowl uh and then in 1961 he really became part of what became his biggest career success was hosting password which aired uh uh started in 1961 on cbs then aired there for many years and then moved to ABC from 1971 to 1975, which led to this guest appearance, uh, you know, presumably somehow. Uh, he then hosted Password Plus from 1979 to 1980 uh, and died from stomach cancer in 1981. Uh, he met Betty White on the set of Password. Uh, his, he was married before his first wife died and then they married in 1963 and she was a regular player on 
all the different password incarnations and many other game shows, of course, until she, you know, then she, and she was about one year away here from being Sue Ann Nivens on Mary Tower Moore, which was really kind of her first big acting break. She had, she was one of the, she was the first female to produce her own situation comedy that didn't last very long. Um, and then she had a lot of other stuff going on and was a lot of always pre- always very um, made a lot of appearances on TV shows, but then Sue Ann Nivens gave her her really first character to play. And then of course she went on to golden girls after that, where most people know her from today. Uh, so that's kind of the history of them. And do something. Want to say so yeah, that? it's funny that for years I only knew her from this episode of the odd couple um but now she is such an icon so it's a a chance for betty white fans to see an early betty white uh to check out this episode playing herself yes uh so at this point after alan white alan white alan white and betty white sit down mitzi and marian come back from the bathroom and mitzi stares at them and she runs back to oscar and felix and says it's them it's them i recognize them from tv and she asks Oscar if it is them. Oscar says it's them, but he still wants to get out of there. So he asks for the check. And Felix wants to know who, because Felix's back is to the table where they're sitting down. And Mitzi tells him who it is. And Felix gets very excited and says, where, where, where? Uh, and he wants to turn around and look, but Miriam says, don't, because it'll embarrass them. So Felix says, but if I can't see, Felix says, but I can't see if I don't look. So Oscar says, you'll look on the way out. But then Felix coughs into his napkin and throws it over his shoulder <laughs> and says, oh, I seem to have dropped my napkin. <laughs> and then he goes slowly to pick it up and it, the napkin's literally right in front of their table. And he, uh, they're staring at him while he does this very <laughs> not sly maneuver. Yeah. And he bends down to pick it up. He looks at them. They look at him. He backs away. Oscar has his head in his hand, embarrassed. Miriam asks Felix if he is thrilled, and he says, not particularly. I'm not speaking to Alan Ludden. <laughs> All this quick, very quick change of mood from getting really excited to, no, I'm not speaking to Alan Ludden. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, uh, it, you know, it's a, it's a very good open because yes. uh, it got just- a cliffhanger. It, we got to yeah. uh, go to the credits, right? Yeah, it's, it's for, for go to credits from There's there. story here. All right, so from that, we're going to play our first clip, which is right after the credits. You're not speaking to Alan Ludden? Do you know him, Felix? He doesn't know Ludden. Six months ago. Six months ago. I auditioned to be a contestant on Password. They never called me. Don't call us. We'll call you. I don't get it. I know he doesn't pick the contestants. They got guys who do all that backstage stuff. I gave a powerful audition. Maybe that's why you didn't get it. What do you mean by that? Felix, they want average Joes, people who look like they may not necessarily win, like cab drivers, housewives. See, they don't want sophisticated photographers, portraits especially. And look how I got involved in the conversation when I want to get out of here. Average. Of course I'm not average. That's why I didn't get on. It's lonely having a high IQ. Sure. You ever see Einstein or beat the clock? Oh, can I get his autograph for my little sister? Does she live with you? No, I live alone. Sure, you can get it. Don't stare, darling. That's Oscar Madison, my favorite sports writer. He's used to being stared at. I know, but he doesn't know you're a sports freak. I'm going over and talk to him. Have a little white bread, Alan. I can't believe I'm not on the show because I'm above average. Oh, he's coming over here. 
Act that fridge. Do you suffer much for a massive stomach? <laughs> Why, Alan Ludden, what a coincidence. Me. My basic girl and I were just talking about you. I'll be a son of a gun if I don't enjoy password. You know, one thing I like, I like to sit around the Formica table. I like to drink beer out of the can. Just sit there in my undershirt. Watch the boob tube. That's, that's very interesting. Uh, say, are you Oscar Madison? Yes, I am. You know you're my favorite sports writer. I read you every day. Thank you. I appreciate that. Look, Miriam Welby, Mitzi Ferguson, and this is Felix Unger. Now, he really loves password. How do? Nice to know you. Likewise, I'm sure. You listen, Oscar. <laughs> listen, Oscar, if you'd be interested in being a celebrity guest on Password, why don't you give our office a call? We're, we're looking for celebrities for a special New York series we're doing. Oh, I'm not good at games. I appreciate the thought, though, but no, I can't. Okay, but it sure was nice meeting you anyway. Same here. Excuse me. Same here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. never even noticed me. I tried so hard to be an average Joe. You were so good, like Ozzie Nelson. <laughs> and you, Al Ludden, asked you to be a contestant on Password, and you turned him down. Penis, I don't know how to play the game. I am not going on the show, and we're getting out of here. Let's go. You didn't pay the check. Yeah, sort it out. Oh, can I can get his autograph. I got one in the car. <laughs> Left me a button. <laughs> I'm just dying to talk to Alan Ludden. Well, why don't you go over there? Oh, why... no, no, oh, go no. On. no, 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 I shouldn't. No, please, go no. on, you'll never would be, be happy. pushy, no. wouldn't it? No, no please, I... come on, I insist. Excuse me, Alan Ludden. Uh, yes, oh, oh, your Oscar's friend, Mr. Engel. Unger, Felix Unger. Oh, yes, yes uh, Unger. Uh, this is my wife, Betty, Mr. Unger. Felix, nice to know you, Mrs. White. Mi Miss, Miss White? Miss, Miss Ludden? Betty. Ah, uh, you know, I watch you all the time, Betty. You're my biggest fan. Thank you, that's very nice. I remember when you had your own show, years and years and years ago. That many. It's amazing how youthful you look. Thank you. I'm even younger on the reruns. <laughs> Say, if Oscar Madison went on this special password show you were talking about, could he choose his partner? Well, probably, but uh, I'm not in charge of that department, Felix. Uh-huh. Well, if he chose his own partner, could he choose me? I'm just an average guy. I work my way through college selling spot remover. Well, actually, that, that would be up to Oscar. Uh-huh. I see. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I guess I better be shoving off. As Reader's Digest says, never overstay your welcome or you'll never be welcome to stay over. It's long books. I love pets. So, so we should also acknowledge that, you know, Betty White's very famous for her activism with pet and, and uh, prevention. Oh, of, of, uh, yes. Uh, and even back then, she was known mm -hmm. for that. Yes. So a couple I love things. how he mentions the her her uh, her her starring role show. Yes. So, so it's great the way he, you know, the whole average show stuff is great. And his, you know, uh, not wanting to bother them, but definitely wanting to bother them. It's just, well, it's great. The, the visual on, Oh, I shouldn't go over there. And Miriam saying, no, he keeps saying, no, I shouldn't while he's getting right, right, over, over there and just sits down at their table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course there's an inconsistency here because Oscar, this happens twice in this episode, Oscar references having a car. 
which they do not have. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we, remember that line yes. in my car. Yes, because that <laughs> we'll happens get again. To it later. Right? Yes. Um, so now Felix goes back to oh, Mary. Can I just one yes. thing about yes. that scene? Yeah. Um, what I love, this is such a great Felix scene. And I think it's it's a great, a great early example of cringe comedy. I think Tony Randall should be given credit for like pioneering the cringe comedy genre on a sitcom, you know, that later is famous with Larry David and Ricky Gervais. And, uh, because it's just so cringeworthy to watch him pull out, try to do this regular guy act in front of them. Um, it's, it's hilarious. It never fails to crack me up. It's a great scene of, of, in a great episode. So uh, now Felix goes back to Miriam at, her, at the table they were at and says it worked and that Oscar is going to be so happy he's dying to go on Password. But Miriam says she thought he didn't want to be on it. And Felix says that's before he knew that I was going to be his partner. <laughs> Let's go tell him. Do you know where Mitzi lives? <laughs> and Miriam says, I'd wait till morning. And Felix says, right. And then he turns to Ludden and he says, you'll get your answer in the morning, Al. <laughs> And we get the, you know, the wah, you know, the, uh, the outcome yeah. version wah. of wah, wah. yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's really uh, uh, noticeable and much more noticeable to me now than when I was eight is how intent uh, Oscar is to getting Miriam, I'm yeah. sorry, getting Mitzi <laughs> alone because yeah. this is the night he's going to score with her, he thinks. So uh, it's very palpable through to Jack Klugman's. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what are you trying to say? Uh, desperation. The next morning, Felix is preparing breakfast for Oscar. And when he calls for him, he says, grab your socks. And the audience kind of laughs. I don't get that joke. Uh, you know what? Okay, this is something I wish I looked up earlier. <laughs> but maybe the listeners have to challenge the listeners. But I have a feeling that's like an army thing, like some kind of like. Uh, he does say Sarge later. Oh, right. Yeah. Something, but, that's, that's something about like when you get to get up. And it, a, there may even be a dirty pun or rhyme yeah that's what i assumed it was some sort of okay. oscar sloppy joke but i didn't i don't no, understand no, i mean it. i mean obscene i mean like there's a, a oh dirty box uh oh i don't all right okay we're gonna i'm gonna research this for next week okay um oscar comes out he's closing up a red checkered robe he's wearing with a belt <laughs> you notice that he does not yeah. have a, a. I think we've seen this before. Yeah, it's not a belt for a robe. It's a belt for it's pants. A, it's a leather belt. <laughs> and he uh, asks, "What's for breakfast, breakfast, Sarge?" So that makes me think right. your army point yeah. is mm -hmm. all right. Okay, so that leads to our second clip. Pluck. Pluck. Jumble. Pluck. Jumble. Pig. Yes, I just got up. Smoked. Pig smoked. Crisp. Big smoke, Chris Clark. Bacon and scrambled. Right, right. And you said you can't play password. You see? Why don't you call Alan Ludden? Go ahead. Tell him you'll be on. He said I could be your partner, so how could you lose? See, he's just served the food. Forget about last night. How can I forget about last night? It was your big chance, and you turned it down. I thought I had a big chance last night, and Mitzi turned me down. Did you have any fun with Miriam? It's not nice to tell. <laughs> He's putting beer in his orange juice. I want to kill the vitamin C. I'm making your favorite breakfast. I know, jumbled cluck. And I know why you're making it. I'm not going to go on passwords. Coffee. Cup. Empty. Full. Hot. I don't get it. I want a hot cup of coffee. Oh, I'm sorry. 
you I know what you're game. doing. I know, I know. Why won't you go on password? It's such a simple game, and you already understand the basics, and I can teach you the subtleties in nothing flat. What subtleties? Well, the inflections. Like, if you go up, that means you give the opposite. Hot. Come on. It's so simple. Hot. Cold. Yes. Nothing to it. Give me another one. North. South. Right. Isn't that simple? Then if you go steady in the inflection, then you just like candle, then you just give the next thing that comes normal. Give me that again. I don't understand. Candle. Stick. Of course. You see, you're a good player. Hey, let me try one. I want to try one of the singers. Like <laughs> Book. Case. Good. I was thinking of maker, but case is good. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about the game. Forget about password. And forget about. Oh, come on, Oscar. Alan Ludden said that if you play, I could be your partner. It's my life's dream. No. Oh, they give you seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. <laughs> Who wants a spoiler friend's dream? Oh, that's great. And I can be your partner. Sure. Good. Bye. <laughs> so there's a lot of hand stuff going on there. That's obviously not. You know, it's a video where Felix is, puts his hand forward when he does a, a straight uh, clue or his hands up when he's doing the inflections. Right. All the inflection stuff is to yeah. get the partner to either say the opposite or finish the sentence. But let me ask you, as a veteran expert password watcher now, was that a thing on the show or is so, this just Felix? The hands were really not allowed, but people did it. The inflections and the uh, people trying to imply what they wanted people to go to with other things than just the word mm -hmm. was used. People would sometimes sing clues if the clue was a musical clue. Uh, so yes, it was done. Did you just say that the hands were not allowed? Well, th they really, they were not supposed to do anything but say the word. And sometimes okay. Alan Ludden would tell people, sometimes right. if, if it had something to do with like a piece of neckwear, and somebody would like say the clue while touching their neck. Right. And Alan would say, no hands, no hands, get your hands down. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and he, so he would try to be a stickler. The way he was positioned on the stage, sometimes he couldn't see mm -hmm. who, what they were doing. But it was not supposed to give clues without with using the rest of your body. Well, that's interesting because that shows that it's really, it's the, it's, Randall and Klugman and Gary Marshall, who are really like making this up, kind of, or like, I mean, or making a thing out of it, making a comic. yeah, make a thing out. Of it. I mean, it, it was it was something people try to get away right. with. I see. I yeah. mean, putting your hand forward isn't really giving away the clue, right? But it, it's kind of a gray area, and it would depend on you know, Alan. I don't think Alan wanted to be like a taskmaster, but if it was right, going right. overboard, like Ava Gabor was the worst. <laughs> she was. She would just try to basically cheat every like, week uh well, like a pictionary basically <laughs> uh, yeah she would just say a lot of stuff in addition to the word and, it would, I, see, it, I, and I, I think she i think they ban i mean i'm i watched that episode thinking they would never allow her to come back she was just mm. a pain mm. uh i have always remembered the way jack klugman says i was thinking of maker but case is good <laughs> I, just the way he says that yes. has always stuck with me and uh Oh, speaking of hand gestures, dollars. Yeah, yes, yes. That's the other. That's the other thing I did. Um, can I also say that I, when I first knew we were watching this episode, the first words that came to my mind were "jumble cluck." Jumble cluck. Yeah, that's yeah. If there's really no. I don't know that there's any scene in this episode that is yeah. ha, that doesn't, doesn't deliver. On, yeah. Right? Hey, uh, before you move on, next yes. next scene. I, yeah. I did a little research while listening to that clip. 
Yes. And indeed, uh, the full phrase that Felix is re- referencing is, oh. and put the children away, listeners, while we uh, quote this, drop your cocks and grab your socks. What is that? I don't, what is that from? Uh, well, it, I remembered it. I see now the reference it, I, where I remember it most is from Full Metal Jacket in the barracks with Which, the drill sergeant. But it, t- I just looked up enough references. It's referenced in Mad Men. It's, it, it's, a, it's an, a World War II army thing. Um, and uh, so sorry if we're going to get one of these explicit what is it, you know, what is on, it, our, on our podcast now. What is it I'm not going to go into explaining. I will leave it up to the listener's Fine. imagination. Uh, but the idea is like it's what the drill sergeant says when all the men are in bed, still asleep or dreaming or whatever. Okay. And it's like, get up, guys. So the next scene, the three M's, Miriam, Murray, and Myrna, are rearranging the living room because they're going to practice password. Do you think that was deliberate with the M's? No, I don't. It's starting to feel that way with the Monroe joke. The other, I think Monroe may have been, but I don't think the original three were. No, Murray's from the play, right? The Felix tells Murray to sit on the couch, and he tells Myrna that she will be a celebrity, and she asks if she can be Peggy Cass. Now, before the last year, I would not have—I didn't get the joke. I didn't knew what it was. But I so the other show I've been binging more recently is To Tell the Truth, which is the huh. second version of To Tell the Truth with Gary Moore hosting. If, Anyone knows who Gary Moore is? He's a he was a TV personality from the fifties and sixties who discovered Carol Burnett, and Peggy Cass was a regular in to tell the truth. She was a comedian. She was an actress. She was a, kind of a singer. She did a lot of Broadway, and she was excellent to tell the truth. And to tell the truth, you you know have two three people on the stage who have done something. One of them has done something interesting. Two of them have not. And the people have to question them to figure out who's telling the truth. And Peggy Cass would always like. She, every she would know what to ask somebody about everything. She seemed to be an expert on every topic. So there'd be an opera singer, and she stopped asking very elaborate Oscars uh, opera questions or mm. flying questions or questions about Spain. Like she just seemed to know everything, and she was a you know one of the better cast members of that show. And I think she was very well known on TV at the time uh, for just being like Betty White on a lot of game shows. So Myrna's joke is just saying, is just referencing that that would be one of the first people to come to mind. Yeah, because she was such a popular game show contestant at the time. Uh, And I'm a fan now of watching her to tell the truth. So uh, she also played Ag, uh, you may, I don't know if this means anything to you, in Auntie Mame, she was uh, Agnes. Gooch, yeah. Yeah, she became very. No, the for best that. friend, yeah, the sidekick. So Felix says whatever you want to Myrna and tells her to sit down. Then he tells Murray that he will be an ordinary person. And Murray <laughs> says, don't rub it in. <laughs> so Miriam asks, who does Felix want her to be? And she's, he says she will be Alan Ludden. And, and Miriam says, oh, what fun. And then Myrna asks, can you be Monty Hall instead? I always wanted to dress like a chicken. Of course, referring to let's make a deal, hey, which prescient. comes up again. Prescient, yes, foreshadowing. And then she does her laugh. <laughs> and then, which I think I have at the start of the next clip because right. I just wanted to get it in there. And then Oscar and Mitzi walk in at that moment. So now we're going to play our next clip. <laughs> there he is, Mr. Password himself. Look at Mitzi, how devastated you look. Hey, what's going on? We're all going to practice password. Oh, can I talk to you for a minute? 
Sure, partner. What's on that razor-sharp mind? Well, I'm not here in the kitchen. It's kind of private. Yeah, okay? sure. Right. Everybody, just just pass some words among each other. <laughs> You're not getting butterflies in the tum tum, are you? No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, it's about our partnership. What about it? It's off. You're not going to be on Password? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be on Password, but Mitzi's going to be my partner. So Mitzi's going to be your partner? <laughs> How about them apples? Well, see, she loves game shows. She's very bright. She graduated charm school. <laughs> no kidding. So Mitzi's in and little Felix is out. That's showbiz. <laughs> I guess I better tell everybody to go home. No, 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 no. I promised I'd prepare you for the game. I keep my promises. The show must go on, fellow. No matter how boring it's going to be. Boy, you're taking a great... I thought you'd be angry. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. I didn't cry at Anzio. Well, I want to say, I've always underestimated your class. <laughs> We're going to play Password. Yay! There'll be a slight change in the lineup, Miriam. I'm going to be Alan Lovenfuss. <laughs> All right, Mr. Celebrity, you'll sit here. Miss Charm School, you'll sit there. <laughs> Can we get on with the game? Yes, now, the game is worth 25 points. The first clue is worth 10 points, and you'll have 10 seconds in which to respond. The first player has the option to pass or play. Well, those are rules. I didn't Don't understand. Don't worry, I'll word. carry you. Here is the first password. The word is... All right, Murray, you have the option to pass or play. <laughs> While Murray is making this difficult decision, we'll take a short time. Murray, we're on network television. A free. Guppy. Fish. Wrong. Nine points. Mitzi. Astrology. Astrology, Guppy. Pisces. Very wrong. Eight points. Officer Greshler. Tink. Aquarium? Very good. Aquarium wins eight points. Astrology? Sure, it's from that song. This is the dawning of the age of aquariums. I wish that line wasn't dubbed in. It's obvious that the final line yeah. about is not dubbed in, but it's still a, such a classic scene. Uh, and, and shall we shall we clarify the reference that Mitzi is? You go ahead. Making or mistaking. Yes. Uh, I feel like the, we don't need to, but I guess the great, go ahead. Well, the great song from Hair, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Right. Which would have still been very current in 1972. Are we in 1972? Yes, 72, I believe. Um, I will say, uh, I will just use my password expertise for something, so I'll just put it in here. In the original version of Password on CBS, there was no option to pass or play. You just oh. played the word you were given. Uh, I guess by the 71 version, that's when it was introduced because I, I haven't seen those. But by the time Super Password came along, uh, it was part of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. There was also an interesting point in the uh, in the run of Super Password where people were not allowed to use opposites. Hmm. So you couldn't say, you know, cold was a very or hot was a very common password, and you would say the opposite to get it, and you couldn't do that. And they, I think they changed. I think they undid that rule. But password play was uh, was a more of a second generation uh, rule of password. So 
the next scene, Felix is sitting on the couch reading a magazine. Now, this time, for the first uh-huh. time, it's yeah. a real magazine. Right. I was able to track down the actual wow. issue. It's New York Magazine, which wow. is a big magazine for people who live in New York. Began in 1968. Uh, it's still published today. This is the May 22nd, 1972 issue. All the, all the issues wow. are online on Google Books. Wow. And the cover story is a woman in the city uh, with a stroller and some other kids. And the, the article subject, which is very 70s, is a suburban housewife who bought the promises of women's lib and came to the city to live them. <laughs> which is a little like you know it's just that's a very 70s topic yeah. so awesome. um, so it's like uh well thank god right because tony tony mandel's tired of reading all these old mystery magazines yes travel magazines right that seem to be fake. The props department right oscar walks in and asks felix is he is still uh, oscar went was out i guess he was dropping mitzi off oscar walks back into the apartment and asks felix if he's still up and Felix just stares at him. Oscar says he took Mitzi home. Felix asks, how is Miss Magna come cute from charm school? And Oscar says, all right, so she's not a genius. Who wants to date an encyclopedia anyway? And Felix says, Oscar, if her IQ was one point higher, she'd have the mentality of a handball. But forgive me, she's your choice. Oscar says, she's not my choice anymore. Felix says, what do you mean? Oh, you didn't insult that poor child. Oscar says, no, she insulted me. She didn't want to appear on the show with me. She says, I give bad clues. Felix says, so I guess you'll need a new partner then, won't you? I, Oscar says, I guess I'll need another partner. I guess everybody needs a partner like Rogers and Hammerstein and Lewis and Clark, jo- Tom and Jerry and Frick and Frack. By the way, did you know Frick and Frack were like a pair of ice skaters? No. I yeah. thought that would be like another cartoon. Like I thought stuff. so too, but I looked it up and uh, their names were really freaking frack. And the names were freaking frack. So they were a pair of Swiss skaters who came to, they were oh, Swiss. They, Swiss. Came, okay. they came to the U S in 37 and then were part of uh, ice follies. And, and the, the name kind of come to mean like two people who are just pretty inseparable. So Felix starts cleaning the ashtray on Oscar's desk. And then Oscar offers to help. And he cleans it with a tissue, which, of course, now you know Oscar's really needs something from Felix if he's going to clean an ashtray. He says, oh, I had a great partner. Did I have a great partner? Boy, he could play those inflections. When he said hot, I knew cold, cold, cold. Oh, man, when he said candle, I said stick. Oh, we'd have creamed anybody. I'm telling you, we would have been the greatest team. Better call Alan Ludd and tell him I don't have a partner. Felix abruptly says he'll do it. And then he mimes eating something. And Oscar asks, what is he doing? And Felix says, swallowing my pride. So now we have a new scene and we see a billboard that says, a a billboard of a a theater that says, presents Password, host Alan Ludden. And Felix and Oscar walk on the set of Password. And Felix is impressed by what he sees. And Oscar asks if it's okay if they are there. Felix says, why, of course, we're a part of the show, buddy. We belong here. Oscar says, doesn't it look smaller on TV? Felix says, that's often the case. And he fixes his tie. He says, fix your tie. Oscar says, leave it alone. And he notices that Betty White has walked onto the set. And uh, Felix notices too and says that she's an absolutely unbeatable player and adds that she and Alan wasn't met on the show. Oscar asks if she said I and he said do. And Felix says, it's very romantic. Words brought them together. Their password was love. And then we hear Betty telling a woman in yellow, who's her partner, 
Don't you be nervous, Millicent. I've got some old lightning round words. We can practice with them. You get the feeling of the show. So then they start practicing. And Betty says, photograph. And Millicent says, picture. Betty says, sit. Millicent says, down. And then Betty says, furniture. And Millicent says, chair. So the first one was right, photograph and picture. The second one, she got the first word wrong. It wasn't down, it was chair. And then the next word, Betty says, animal. Millicent says, bear. Betty says, neck. And Millicent says, giraffe. And Betty says, that's it, that's perfect. Now, here's what's interesting about Millicent, which I didn't know. She's played by Francine Greshler, who's the that's daughter of Abby Greshler, the <gasps> famous talent agent who paired Martin Lewis and was both Tony Randall and Jack Klugman's agent and the namesake of Murray the Cop, Murray Greshler. It's a small world. Could you remind me, Murray did not have a last name in the play? Correct. Correct. Okay. Except other than the cop. He was married to cop. So um, I guess this Francine Greshler, I, I looked up, I mean, she doesn't have any credits. I guess for some fun reason right. within the family, they decided to make her this character. Wait, you, you are you just guessing that she's no. related to Abby Greshler? You no, no, her. no, no. I did some research that indicates okay. it's her. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Abby, Abby deserves a few favors. for. Yes. Right. So Felix says... Uh, Hi, Betty. Remember me? Felix Unger from the restaurant. Average Joe. Loves pets. <laughs> Betty says hello and asks Oscar, how is he doing? He says he's a little nervous. Betty tells him not to be. It's going to be fun. Felix asks, who are they playing against? And Betty says her. And she takes her password very seriously and she plays to win. And she wish wishes Felix good luck and says, nice seeing you, Mr. Engel. And Felix corrects her, but first says, Ungle. And then says his name correctly. Oscar's a bit freaked out that he's playing against Betty White. And Felix says, uh, but with Felix Unger. And he goes to fix Oscar's tie again. And he says, Oscar uh, saw her play just now. And Oscar says, that's why he's scared. Felix says, didn't, didn't you get the message the way she played? Simple and follow through like Babe Ruth swing. That's the key to champion. Simple, follow. Angelo Podesto. Oscar asks, who's he? And Felix says he's a champion bocce player and makes, and then he makes a bowling-like throwing motion with his hand and says, simple, follow through. Just keep your words simple and direct. Now you're ready to play the game. And Oscar says, yeah, baseball and bocce, I'm ready to play. So I think this is a real person. I try to look up Angelo Podesta and there's some references to the name Podesta and bocce. But I couldn't like find a page about him. Do you have any insight? No, I don't. Okay, fine. Bocce is like a sport where you roll balls to hit each other or something. I do know that, yes. Okay. So Felix goes to fix Oscar's tie again, and Oscar pulls it off and hands it to Felix. Felix at, at says, you're wearing, a clip a, on you're wearing a clip-on tie to a show? Put it back. And I love to, that. I love, I, want, I, I love the clip-on tie, and I wish it came back. I had them. You did? I well, as a kid, I mean, and uh, it was always it was <laughs> for for shows for costumes. You know, it was a good oh. thing. But I even I think even when in college, when I was in music bands and played concerts, uh, I would use that. Sure. So he goes to fix Oscar's handkerchief, but it's a cardboard cutout of a handkerchief. <laughs> 
which he also can't believe as he says, you're wearing a cardboard handkerchief. Aren't you ashamed of yourself? And then Oscar says, that's just for the show. This is my real handkerchief. And he pulls out a big red bandana and Felix says, good. Felix says, good. After the show, we'll rob a train. <laughs> These are all funny. It's just such a, like, such random jokes. Yeah. Like, why does he, he has handkerchiefs. We've seen them before. Why does he have a free took well, he wants them it's to be the perfect, you know, pocket handkerchief, I guess. But he I don't took, know. It's something about this feels like kind of yeah, just like bits that they're But he took the time to cut yeah, out yeah. a car. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something you can buy like along with the clip on tie, you know. It's like you get them at a at a at Oh a, really? You yeah, buy that. you buy the oh okay. It looks like something that he just somebody just hand drew. Uh, okay, so now we're uh, at the new scene, and Alan Ludden is introducing. Um, oh yeah, he's tell, first he's telling everyone to relax before the show starts, and then we hear someone say, "Tape is rolling," and the announcer introduces Alan Ludden, and that leads to applause. And then he introduces Betty White and Millicent, and then we play the classic clip of the show. This is six minutes, but there's no way not to play this whole six minutes. Bring it on. Let's meet that fine sports writer from the New York Herald, Oscar Madison. <laughs> Welcome to Password, Oscar. Nice to be here. I think. Now, as you know, for this special series, we allow our celebrity contestants to pick their own teammates. Now, who have you picked for your partner, Oscar? Oh, I chose for my partner, Felix Unger. You want me to say, here's Felix. Welcome to Password, Felix. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a commercial photographer. Portrait's a specialty. Uh, I was married, but I'm not now, unfortunately, although I wish I were. I have two extremely beautiful children, Leonard and Edna, whom I don't see as much as I'd like to. I only, I only get them on weekends. Just a little. On the other hand, I'm a very good cook, and I'm a lot of fun at parties, yeah, people tell me. sounds like you lead a rich, full life, Mr. Unger. Now, let's play Thank you, Alan. I'll give the password first to Oscar, Madison, and Betty White. And as they look at it, we want you to see mm -hmm. it at home. The password is gravy. Okay, Betty, the first option is yours for 10 points. Pass or play? I'll play. 10 points. Sauce. Mayonnaise? Nine points, Oscar. Meat. Meat. Lincoln. Eight points, Betty. Covering. Gravy. You got it. Eight points for the ladies. It's a known fact that Lincoln loved mayonnaise. Okay, let's move right along. Felix, thank you, Oscar. You I mean, have Alan. the word, Millicent. You have the word, and as they look at it, we'd like you to see it. The password is bird. All right, Felix, you have the option this time. Pass or play? I'll play, Ellen. Ten points. <clears throat> Aristophanes. <laughs> Greek. Nine points, Millicent. Canary. Bird. You got it! And so, the score of 17 to nothing was for these messages. 
Aristophanes. That's a perfect clue. Everybody knows Aristophanes wrote a play called The Birds. Everybody but me. Will you stop being so perfect, Phoenix? Will you stop it? Now, we're losing here. Now, come on. Let's go to get together. Why do you think I'm giving you these great clues? Great clues? If Charlie Chan had these clues, he'd be running a laundry. Now, we're losing 17 to nothing. I always win it. Hold on. Put it back. Never mind it, Holmes. This is the big time. Oh, the heck with it. This is big time now. At least we're on your college. Phoenix, will you listen to me? We're going to lose this entire game. Now, we're being queen. Now, this is important. I want you to give me good clues. I'll give the work. Yes, okay? I'm glad you got the spirit, because we're going to win, win, win. Yes, now, listen. No more Greek clues. Aristophanes is ridiculous. Stand by. Okay, back to the game. And the word goes to Oscar Madison, Betty White with a score of 17 to nothing. This is the word. The password is ridiculous. All right. Oscar, you have the option. Pass or play. I'm going to play, Alan. Aristophanes. Ridiculous. You got it. <laughs> is yours. Pass our play. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> I think I'll pass. Uh, waiter. Restaurant. Nine points. Felix. Thank you. <laughs> Household. Servant? You got it! <laughs> Either team can win on this word. And as they look at it, the password is pencil. All right, Betty, your team is behind now. You have the option, pass or play. I think I'm going to let Oscar have it. Ten points, Oscar. Give you the game. Lead? <laughs> Raphite. <laughs> Nine points. Betty will give you the game. Writing. Pencil. You And so we have to say goodbye to Phoenix on Why? Thank you very much for coming to play our game. Why? Because you lost. No, sir. My clue is good. I can prove it. Sorry, we've got to move along for a new player. Would you be? You'll have a copy of our home game. I've got two copies of your home game. I got, I've got one in my car. No, I don't understand this. Thank you very much, Felix Unger. Now, if you will just relinquish your chair. Chair. See, we're not playing. Oh, oh, please, please give me one more chance. Please. Like, oh, what a ship. And for all of you playing with us at home, I'm terribly sorry. So there's so many things there. I'm going to go through my list and then you go okay. through your list. Yep. Uh, first of all, did you notice? I think this is a flub. I don't think it's intentional where Felix says, thank you, Oscar. Yes. When Okay. I think yep. that's Tony you Randall know, making I, a mistake. I, that does happen. Something, I think you pointed it out on uh, another episode, but here it works so well because he's genuinely. Yes. Right. It, they don't have to cut it out. I also noticed a line in there that I didn't even notice ever. Where he says, "Our all-purpose clue, Aristophanes." <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Uh, the way they stare at Felix when he's giving these weird clues is great. 
the way Felix bounces up and down in his chair and the way they swing the bats, which is all classic. Another reference to a car that they don't have. That, but let's be even more specific. Oscar says he has, of course, there are, you mean Felix? Oscar's totally lying. Oscar says he has an autograph on already an autograph from Alan Ludwig. Oh, he, car. his car. And Felix, <laughs> and says, Felix says, yeah. I have two versions of your home game. I yeah. have one in my car. Right. And so, so I say have two cars all So apparently long before they win the car in the famous radio yes. contest, yes. they each have a car in New York City. And that car they don't even keep by the end of the episode. Right. So, so they don't have a car. Weird. Uh, when Felix says, oh, what a jip at the end, that is dubbed in. Uh, there is a play called The Birds from 400, the 400 BC area by Aristophanes, but I can find no evidence that Lincoln loved mayonnaise. I <laughs> that sounds like believe... another great made up. Felix says a lot of made up historical stuff. I'm noticing. Yes. All right. What are your what other things do you love well, about that? You scene? mentioned Aristophanes, so as a theatrical person, I feel obliged to. Yes, please. I'll point out that it not only is it a funny name. And it's a perfect Felix uh, snob thing. But it is appropriate because Aristophanes is the great comic Greek playwright, not Greek tragedy. So he is a writer of comedy, kind of the Neil Simon or Gary Marshall of his day. Uh, But you know why it's a bad clue? Not just because it's esoteric, but because Aristophanes wrote 11 plays. That's what I was going to say. Like how, yes, that was my first thought. What's to say Oscar would not think the frogs? Yes. Or, of course, uh, the frogs. Yes. You know, or, or, or the uh, uh, piece, I think, was another of the plays. The, the clouds was another play. Anyway, so, uh, but it's, it's uh, Arist- Aristophanes is now more famous, I would argue, in popular culture for this than for anything. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, for the theater. Um, God, what do I love? Uh, relinquish your chair. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, the constant fighting over the clip-on tie. Yes. Like Oscar Felix trying to. There's a lot of great moments in other episodes where Felix is always trying to like clean Oscar up, you know, and Oscar's waving him away. Um, and and I love you know Al Ludden maybe you know is a is a performer, a broadcaster, so he's kind of an actor, but he's fine in this episode. But the one line he does brilliantly is, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. So he, by the way, Alan Ludd does a, did a lot of acting because oh, okay. he would talk about on the, the actual Password show all the summer stock plays he would do. Oh, he did Guys and Dolls. Like he was in a lot of Broadway plays. Yeah. Well, uh, not Broadway plays. Uh, plays during yeah. off season yes. of Password. Sure. Okay. So now we're at the tag. Uh, Felix is in the kitchen. He's in his robe and he's stirring a pot and he has a depressed look on his face. And Oscar comes home. And Felix tells him that he is making cocoa. And he asks Oscar if he won after he was rejected. Oscar says a couple games that Betty White is terrific. They paid me anyway. And here's your check. And now we're going to play that the tag. $25. Felix Ungle. I just don't understand myself. I play so well. You play weird. You wonder why they get bird from Aristophanes, Felix? It's because your logic is not my logic. We're rotten partners. But when you said lead, I immediately thought of graphite. Don't remind me. Pencil lead is made not of lead, but of graphite and clay. Everybody knows that. Well, I knew the answer couldn't be two words, so I chose one. Graphite. It was a very good answer. All right, if I say it was a very good answer, will we drop the subject? Yeah. It was a rotten. I'm telling you, it was just a rotten answer, Felix. Nobody I know thinks the way you do. Well, I'm unique. 
Unusual. Strange. Peculiar. That's the word. That's the word I was thinking about. You see, we can, like, do me a favor. Call Al and let me have this on again. Oh, what are you doing? That is a visual at the end, but I still wanted to play it. Uh, Oscar pours his beer into the pot that Felix is using to cook cocoa, and then he puts the beer can into the pot while it's so it's just floating in all this liquid. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. So it's a great episode. It's one of my favorites. I'm sure it's one of everyone's favorites who listens. Uh, and there's no way not to give it five out of five, Murray's. Right, uh-huh. so you are going with five. Oh, how, how could you not? Even though you said there are some you like even more. Well, I, I have a way to solve that. Oh, okay. I have one I like even more, and I'll tell you my solution to that uh, when we get there. Okay. There's so, some others that I like as much, is what I said, but one I like more. That's correct. Okay, you're gonna add another like five Murrays and another character. All right, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, yeah, it's an easy five. Um, and, you know, I don't know if there are flaws in it, but I just don't think about them because it is one of those episodes that is just nonstop. Every scene is a biggie. <laughs> um, and it's something about the way it's plotted. You know, some episodes kind of meander a bit or have like a big turn in the middle where the plot changes or a new character comes in or something. And this is just relentless, like opening shot, Alan Ludden, let's, I want to go on Password, get Oscar on Password get Felix to go on with him, and it just like progresses so relentlessly toward its hilarious, inevitable conclusion. So just on that level, it's just a joy to watch, aside from the, in the, the incredible number of funny jokes and gags and visual stuff. So it is just a breeze. And yeah, it's a great use of, uh, of, the, of you know, a guest cast, which... Yes, it is, right, right. Which some... Some of them don't work, but this one, I don't, you don't even almost think of it as like, um, as like a guest cast episode. Not, yeah, you don't think of it as right as a, a guest star issue, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you have any feedback, please uh, send us an email at ten forty nine pod at gmail dot com, or uh, and or and also please leave us uh, a, a review on iTunes if you will. Aristophanes, ridiculous. <laughs>